Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to our very special My Surrogacy Journey Christmas episode. Listen to that, Wes. Listen to that. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Lay bells ring. <laughs> um, I am Michael. And I'm a very festive Wes. Hello, everyone. So, we wanted to do a Christmas episode because while Christmas can be a magical time, it can also be difficult if you're struggling to conceive or dealing with loss. There can be lots of triggers out there during this festive period. Absolutely. So, in today's episode, Wes and I are going to be talking about some of our experiences with Christmas. Especially like explaining surrogacy to family members and to, to relatives that you're having lunch with over that period. We'll be hearing from Kelly De Silva, who's the My Surrogacy Journey Fertility Mentor, who supports people on their fertility journey and people who are childless by choice and has a general background in emotional support. And we'll also be hearing from a few of the members of the MSJ family too. So Sophie Smith and Anna Buxton are going to be joining us on how they've navigated Christmas as intended parents. But first up, here's Kelly De Silva. We wanted Kelly to share some of her thoughts on how to prepare for Christmas, especially with pressures from family members, triggers on the lead up to Christmas and how to make sure you look after yourself. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm my surrogacy journeys fertility mentor. So I work with intended parents and support them on their journeys. So after my own 10-year infertility journey, I set up the Duffcut, which is a childless support organisation. I support patients and, um, and people both who are going through fertility treatment, but also those who have found themselves childless, not by choice. So over the last six years, I've been working for the, the Duffcut support organisation, which I set up and founded five six years ago but also working with clinics and organizations to support those who are still navigating and on their fertility journey. So today I wanted to share some ideas for and coping with and dealing with the festive period. This is probably one of the most challenging times of year for those people who are on the fertility journey and are hoping to have their family with so many different um, triggers and things around in society at the moment. So I just wanted to share some tools and tips to, to help us get through this period in the best possible way. From a personal experience, I've always loved Christmas and um, during my own fertility journey, I found 
that became quite a all-consuming and, and difficult process to go through. And Christmas time was one of those things that used to be filled with joy. And I always had the the kind of image in my own head that I'd have the family and Christmas Eve and all all the festivities that go around it. But actually, um, on my journey, found that time of year particularly difficult. Um, as each year went on and there was no children, and I really found well, I had to find ways in which to deal with that um, the loss really and the grief that I was dealing with. So whilst I'd not lost anything in a physical sense actually you know that image in in our heads about having that magical Christmas was something that um, wasn't happening so I came up with and we planned different things um, around Christmas and still do to manage this period so you can have a happy Christmas that it can be something that's enjoyable with family and friends but actually that you're also protecting yourself and looking after your heart as well at the same time. So childlessness at Christmas is one of those things that is probably one of the most difficult times to navigate. As I've previously said, it's it kind of should be a magical time for those of us who are childless, not by choice. And I think, you know, that childless being childless, not by choice um, is different to being childless by choice in the sense that um, you did hope and you you did want to have a family um, and if it's not happening yet um, it's how you try to you know get through the period really without it being detrimental on your mental health and well-being and so that you don't isolate yourself completely from friends and family. So some of the triggers at Christmas, um, there are quite a few. Um, I always find actually from about September when the children go back to school, there's various different triggers. And Christmas time is one of those things that kind of is, there's a huge build up to it. So I think that's the first thing. Um, it's not like Halloween where it's kind of over in, in a day and a couple of weeks with the things in the supermarket. It's actually the Christmas period um, and those reminders, um, both on adverts and going Christmas shopping, um, even down to, you know, having to arrange work commitments and um, other people who are kind of going to children's pantomimes and, and school events and things like that. I think there are just a number of reminders um, in the lead up, as well as those, um, I guess, when it gets to Christmas, um, having to deal with or manage the dynamics which might be different from last year or they might not um so you know whether that's family that you haven't seen for a while they know about your your journey to to have a family or they might not so there's the kind of questions that people ask um comments that they might make um so yeah there's there's quite a few things around the christmas time and, and period that can be difficult for people who are childless so I think managing Christmas Day and Christmas dinner with family and, and relatives that you haven't seen for six months or maybe even longer because of COVID actually starts prior to the to the meal. I think it's about giving yourself various different options, routes, whether that's thinking about, you know, where you'll be staying, for example. So if you've 
this year, been through some difficult times on your journey, which lots of people have done and had to deal with that on their own, then it's really thinking about, okay, where am I going to have kind of a space for myself? So if you're going and staying overnight, it's managing that and thinking, well, actually, we'll stay in a hotel. So I've got somewhere to go if I need to. Um, so that's one thing you can do. So think about the actual setup. Then I think the next thing is almost preempting those conversations. So having a bank of um, responses that you can say when people ask questions about having children or how things are going from a fertility point of view. So you've thought about those things prior to that Christmas dinner sit down. But actually, you know, on top of that is thinking about your boundaries so what are you happy to talk about what things are completely you know off the table what things do you not want to talk about and that you know having those clear boundaries in place so if the conversation does kind of turn to fertility and what things are going on you can you know be clear in your own mind about what you're happy to talk about and then on the day uh, you might in the lead up you know be really looking forward to seeing your family or friends and having that sit down meal but actually when you get there you have a bit of a panic or you have a bit of a wobble or there's a trigger so I think again it's always having something and having a bit of a backup if you have a partner then it's having a bit of a code or you know a look or you know I just need a bit of time out so it's taking some time out and space if you need it Again, you know, it's quite a long day. So having breaks and going out for a walk um, can be really, really useful. Um, If you've got a dog, that's a great little exit to be able to go out and just have a little walk if you need to. Um, So, yeah, that's that's great. And, and, And also, I think, you know, whilst it can be really difficult, it is okay to enjoy this time as well. You know, sometimes we we feel like we should be, you know, feeling festive or we should be dealing with it in a particular way but actually sometimes it's really useful to turn our shoulds into coulds so you know we could feel okay about it but again it has to it has to be very much about how you're feeling on the day there's things that you can prepare for there's things that may just come along and just you know trip you up and you think ah I wasn't expecting that so it's just been a little bit um so it's planning really having that armor protecting yourself in the lead up to Christmas. The more we talk about these conversations and the more education there is out there for both family, friends and people going through this, the easier these different events will become for people. It's just about being compassionate both to those going through this because it is a really, really difficult time, but also having that self-compassion and doing what's right for you on the day. And if you get up and it all feels just a little bit too much, that's okay. You can also, you know, take some time and just say, actually, this is going to be too much for me today. So it's about just really checking in with yourself. So one of the things that can be a real challenge is managing relationships and expectations of parents um, who are desperate for their children, you to have children, for them to have grandchildren. And actually that can create an added pressure and an added anxiety, particularly around Christmas time when it all can sometimes feel a little bit too much anyway. So I'd really recommend whether or not you can have a conversation 
before in the lead up to Christmas where you're really honest about how things how things are going so if you've had a really tricky year if you've had losses or if it's just not happening or you know the weight just seems to be taking forever having that conversation with that person and just being honest about how things are for you it's a bit like going back to the boundaries so just saying you know at Christmas you know I want this to be a really happy time I don't I don't want it to be, I don't want to be sad. I want to enjoy it. So it's kind of off limits. I'd rather not talk about it during Christmas. Um, And then when there is something for me to say, or if something comes up, then I'll let you know. But at the minute, it's kind of, I just want that time and and space just to try and enjoy Christmas. And um, yeah, so just having that honest conversation, I think can be really useful and really powerful because often it's the things that are unsaid that often lead to that uh, the difficult communication and people saying the wrong thing for anybody that's listening I think that's really great advice for anybody who may be having relationship challenges whether that's with family members with partners is to actually you know let's just make a pack that we're not going to talk about it on Christmas day when we may have had a few too many drinks later in the day and things can kind of sometimes bubble over so yeah just um, have those conversations prior to Christmas I think finally it's about sometimes Christmas isn't how we imagined it would be um, right now it's not to say that it won't be in the future so it can be really helpful to create your own traditions whether that's the two of you or um, doing something different it might be that Christmas you know you just want to go away and have some time just to particularly if it's been difficult and if, if you're in a bit of a tricky time just to have that space so you know creating your own traditions we often go away either just before Christmas or just after Christmas to give you either something to kind of really look forward to that's a little bit different or if it's before Christmas everybody's super busy on the lead up to Christmas time so having that time just to reflect and kind of fill your bucket up a little bit because it takes so much energy to go through this both emotional, physical, everything that you're having to go through. So it's really about, you know, if you can, having some time, planning that time, have a look in your diary, see if if there's anything that you can actually say no to, um, anything that you can just be like, I don't have to do this, I could do this, (laughs) Um, if, you know, I was feeling up to it. But again, just giving yourself that space in the lead up to Christmas so it doesn't feel too overwhelming. Um, And then if you are somebody that loves Christmas, then if you can embrace the Christmas period, you know, extra sparkly Christmas lights and Christmas trees in the house can just make us feel so much better. And then for me, I I found it quite useful. I do have nieces and nephews, um, which can sometimes which and sometimes I guess during my own fertility journeys has been quite difficult but then in other ways it's just so so much of a blessing to have them around so on Christmas Eve this year what I'm doing is I'm going to do a Christmas Eve um kind of like tea and movie and just get into this into the Christmas spirit with them because they're going to be busy all over Christmas and prior years that would have felt too much so it's always just about thinking you know it's at the end of the day it is a day (laughs) you know we don't Christmas 364 days of the year so it's just about you know trying to manage the day in the best possible way you can 
And if you find it all a little bit too much, that's okay. You know, what you're going through is really hard. And um, I guess if you're a family member or friends listening to this, I think it's just about acknowledging that this is a difficult time. And there might be moments where it does feel a little bit too much your family member going through this and that's okay um so rather than them having to put on a brave face it's quite it'd be quite nice for you just to give them that space to do whatever they need to do you know that permission to go just be where you want to be you know do what you need to do um we're here you know and ask them what they need I think that can be you know so powerful just asking people what we need you know I don't know how it feels for you right now I you know we're, we're here what do you need from us and just being asked that can just relieve so much kind of the weight of all that expectation just want to wish everybody a lovely and gentle Christmas do whatever feels right for you and um, have a have a lovely time do you know what I we obviously know and have come from our family building from a completely different angle. And I think one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode was for exactly what we've just listened to. Do you know, you when you realise the depth and and the triggers at Christmas, it's really important that we we can speak about this more. Do you agree? I totally agree. And I think, you know, we we hear this through speaking to intended mothers in particular about how challenging a time is just generally, but then how it can be heightened, particularly at this time of year when everything that you yearn for is all around you. And, uh, you know, you can you can see what a Christmas you would want with your family. I think some of the bits that I took particularly from the, the bits that Kelly talked about was how to manage it, how to take yourself out of the situation, how to prepare yourself and you and your partner you know, how to prepare yourself for those particular moments and and be able to deal with it. And I think what was really interesting for me that I hadn't thought about is when when she mentioned that, you know, it starts from September, like when the kids go back, you know, that's then the start of, you know, speaking about family and then, you know, everything else then just starts to manifest and build and hopefully this there's someone listening and this is really resonating and, and, and I hope that you take something from this because... That's the whole purpose of what we're trying to to do by record this podcast today. And I think some of the things that Kelly suggested were actually, when I think about it, really simple things, Mm -hmm. but it's just actually allowing yourself to build those mechanisms in and be conscious of them and know when and how to use them. Yeah. I like the just taking yourself out of that, getting, getting a dog, getting a pet and just having an excuse to actually remove yourself and, you know, fair play to them. One of the bits that I particularly liked is about having a real honest conversation ahead of time with friends or family about just where you are and and what your triggers are and and what's going to be really helpful for you and the type of things that people should avoid over the Christmas period from a conversational point of view. And I think it's a really good point that if people are armed and they know the impact these conversations are going to have for you, I'm pretty sure that most people would work with you and help you to avoid those conversations. And I think actually knowing the impact they have and telling people who love you how much it's impacting you is a really powerful way of helping them help you manage that situation over that particular difficult time. Yeah, agreed. And and that was something that I had never considered. And I think 
if a friend or a family member was having that conversation with me, you absolutely would get it. But again, it's just something to learn about and to be mindful of and, and to adjust your behaviour and to be educated about what someone else is going through over the Christmas period. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And up next, we have two members of our team, Anna Buxton and Sophie Smith, who have both been parents through surrogacy and both probably experienced very similar challenges through this festive period. So Sophie and Anna, this one's over to you. Hi, everyone. My name is Sophie and I live in Hertfordshire with my husband, Jack, and our little boy, Leo, who is 20 months old. And we have a little cockapoo called Lola. Leo was born in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic via gestational surrogacy, with my best friend being our surrogate. So looking to Christmas this year, we as a family spend a lot of time together. Jack and I both have big families that we see across the holidays. But in previous years, it has been a very difficult time for us. We tried to conceive for nearly eight years. And every Christmas felt like another trigger. During our journey to parenthood, we suffered multiple early miscarriages and two ectopic pregnancies. And every Christmas I would look at other people with children and think about how old ours would have been at the time. And I just found it an incredibly painful experience. I would always think to myself, this time next year, this time next Christmas, we'll have a baby in our arms and then the Christmas would arrive and we wouldn't be any further forward. So tips that I would give to other intended parents going through this process and finding the holidays really difficult would be to take your time to do 
what makes you happy during that period. If you want to spend it with family, by all means do. If you need space, take the space because this is about you and how you feel and protecting yourself from situations that can be painful during this time of year. I used to focus on things that I could look forward to going into the new year, planning holidays, making to-do lists, resolutions that were fun and that I could focus on rather than focusing on being another year down, not having children. I also took quite long breaks over social media during the holidays uh, where I just didn't want to see things that would make me upset during that time period. So take that break. It's really important. And myself and my husband also made our own traditions. Um, it might not have been at the time, you know, buying Christmas pyjamas for children, but we had other things that were just for us. And then advice that I might give to parents who have children via surrogacy on how to explain surrogacy in simple terms would be to create a lookbook. So I created a photo book for my little boy that we read to him about his journey into the world and he will know how loved he was from the minute that he was wanted and what we went through to, to bring him into the world. And my final thoughts for those still waiting for their, to create their families and for their babies would be never to give up. If you've got fight left in you, keep going wherever you can. Allow yourself time when you don't feel positive. Save all the support around you from friends and family and just take your time. I'm wishing everyone a really Merry Christmas. Hi everyone, this is Anna Buxton, one of your hosts at the My Surrogacy Journey, the podcast, and an intended parent coordinator. My husband, Ed, and I have just got back from a little holiday we took without the children to celebrate our 10-year wedding anniversary. If someone had told me that the first 10 years of our married life would involve three miscarriages, nine operations, seven rounds of IVF, a trip to India, living in Delhi for six months, traveling to Canada, three failed transfers, three trips to San Diego, meeting two incredible women that helped build our family. I would have told them, no, I can't do that. That I don't have the strength or the patience to do any of that. Well, it turned out that Ed and I did have the strength and we did have the patience and we finally got to our three children. Christmas is a really difficult time of year if you're trying to conceive. I always remember I found Christmas and also New Year probably the worst times. You're surrounded by, by everything that reminds you that Christmas is all about children and that, that you don't have, have those children. Um, and then with the new year comes this realisation that yet another year has passed and that previous year wasn't wasn't the year that you hoped it was going to be and, and will next year be be your year. I would say that I always thought it was okay to say, you know what, I'm not looking forward to Christmas and it's okay to admit that. 
Um, whatever you do, I think try and do what's best for you. I've been involved with my surrogacy journey for over a year now. Um, and it just feels like a really, a real privilege to, to be part of this team and to be supporting people. And we're just looking forward to, to helping and supporting more people build their family over the next coming year. And lastly, I just want to say happy Christmas and New Year. Thank you, ladies. It's a real shame that you couldn't be in the studio with us today. So thank you so much for dialing in remotely. Um, I especially loved what Sophie picked up on there with um, taking a social media break over Christmas. I think that is also really important for for everyone to, to take care of themselves and have that self-care and that discipline to, to remove yourself again from that particular trigger. What do you think, Wes? I also think about, you know, so when Sophie mentioned about taking time for yourself, I think that's really important because mm. I think often you can feel guilty over Christmas about it always being about everyone and making the effort and spending the time with all of your family. But I think often if you need time, then you should not feel guilty and take that time. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important is about this episode just isn't for heterosexual people. There are triggers for same-sex couples or same-gender couples over the festive period. I know that Michael and I have you know, experienced this ourselves. You go to a, a family gathering and maybe friends or family that you haven't seen for a long time are there. And then you have to go through this whole process of you know how you built your family, why you did it there, where you did it. And then inevitably all those awkward questions come out. So it's about the environment that Christmas puts you in, I think, Michael. Do you, would you agree? Yeah, I think... And I think for us, we've you you always get that that relative that doesn't understand surrogacy or that elderly aunt that doesn't quite grasp what surrogacy is. And there's always that puzzled look or that, you know, not disgust, but almost they just don't get it. And then you've do you really have to you know, explain to Auntie Dot, who's 78 and she's been drinking sherry all afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know is she really going to get it so let's just let's just you know sometimes there's there's only so much you can do over christmas and you kind of have to understand that before you put yourself in that situation just like you know generally in our family life and as a couple not everyone is going to be on board with what we're doing and that's going to be the same with trying to educate someone about surrogacy in in the space of an hour when they're tanked upon sherry you know it's it's going to be a challenge um and just don't take it to heart because there's you're always going to know who that relative is that's going to be the one that's going to say that thing or be that shock factor because they do it every year what i would say is just prep yourself on the way to the party talk about some of the potential questions and have it in your mind together what you're going to say and what your responses are because i think if you're forearmed you you know you, you're more prepared and you're able to deal with these questions much more confidently and be able to potentially shut them down and give them the answer that you want them to have rather than the one that you can think of really quickly. Or even if you're, you know, you're single and you want to run some of these questions through, you know, with a friend or a family member before you go into these parties, just to prepare yourself and just to arm yourself with with the, the question, you know, the answers so that you're as confident as possible when you're able to give the answers. So we've heard from Anna and Sophie on how they've explained surrogacy. Wes, I'm looking at you now. How how have you explained surrogacy in the past? How have you explained it to, to people that haven't quite understood it? My nugget of information or my advice is keep it really simple to start with and then you can kind of decide how much more information you want to get because, you know, 
then you've got to start talking about egg donation and blah, blah, blah. And it can just go on and on and on. So keep it simple. You know, like you're explaining to Tallulah. And Wes, do you think that once the kids are here and we're having to explain that again to someone with having the kids and having them in earshot potentially, does the does the message change? Yeah, I think so. And I think I, I, I think as parents, we are constantly aware where our kids are and what they're in earshot of. Mm-hmm. And I think we're quite good at being able to manage that situation. So I think you do have to think quick on your feet because I don't think... You know, most people who aren't in our situation necessarily think about what children are hearing. So it's about whether you shut the conversation down or whether you keep it simple. And I think it's just about being able to. But I think if you are prepared for it and you're ready for it, you're going to be able to deal with it much more efficiently and much more effectively. And I also think it's actually okay to say to someone, oh, do you mind if we pick this up later? Or can we just talk about this after dinner? Don't be afraid to try and close down the conversation because you're not being rude. You're just saying, let's just put a pin in that. We'll do that later. And, you know, you, you can you can blame the, you've got the veggies on, you've got to get the turkey out, you've got other stuff to get on with and just, just park it for a minute and then come back when you're ready. I think that's a really good point, Michael, because actually it's about being in control mm-hmm. and it's being able to control the narrative and say, like you say, you know, this isn't the time. Let's pick this up later. You know, and I think if someone said that to me, I would read that as what it was intended as and pick it up later. You know, you can't always take account for how much alcohol people have had, but, you know, you can try. Try hard. <laughs> Maybe after five sherries, it's really not the time to be discussing the surrogacy beds and the bees. <laughs> Well, thank you, Kelly, Anna and Sophie for taking the time to share your thoughts on this. That was really special. Thank you. Absolutely. And as Kelly said earlier, I think it's so important to have these conversations and make people aware that Christmas can be a difficult time and how to have those conversations with family members or your partner or even yourself on how to prepare. So, Wes, what a great season it's been. And we wanted to thank everyone who has come on the podcast this season. And if this is the first episode that you've listened to, then you've got loads to binge on over the holidays. So please go back and have a listen. Where can they find us, Michael? Uh, Well, you can find the rest of the series on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, and My Surrogacy Journey members portal. Absolutely. And if you want to know more about My Surrogacy Journey, then go check out the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And we hope you have a lovely Christmas. Stay safe. Uh, Wes, do you uh, do you want to sing us out for me, please? Bab? You Come on, do really don't want Come me on. to sing. Come on, all I want for Christmas. Go on, do it. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. Oh Jesus! Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.